Hello guys, welcome again to Sipping With Us. We are here on a Saturday morning. What is it, 11.30? Um, today, not a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> we, t we have a special guest that I invited over that we I've been wanting to have over. Um, so let me introduce you to Sarah, welcome. Hi, I'm really excited to be here and I was super flattered when you asked. This is kind of like my first like prep for a TED talk, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've always wanted to give one, um, but a little bit about me, my name is Sarah Fawkes, and today we're gonna to be talking about building, I mean, bridging religion and spirituality, and a little bit of backstory about me. So I was raised Mormon, and for those of you that do not know what that is, it's a sect of Christianity. It's a kind of, um, I would say it's pretty strict. It's a lot more strict than I would say like Catholicism. How many of you were raised religiously like uh catholic catholic, yeah. catholic, yeah. catholic, yeah. catholic right? yeah. we're all pretty we're all like yeah. hispanic and, and typically it's a catholic environment growing up um so my mom had a catholic background and then they converted to mormonism and so my whole life you know we went to church regularly you know we had that foundation uh, my parents were really strict were y'all's parents strict mm, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know we're the, you know we're the girls and and i feel like um I was always very curious, of course, like I have faith in God and religion holds, I, I wouldn't say religion, I would say spiritual, like faith and, and that has a special place in my heart. Um, but with Mormonism, we go like every day. So it's like every day you're going to Bible study, every mm. church, every Sunday you're there for three hours. You know, it's kind of like a community. You ever heard of like youth group? Were y'all ever in youth mm -hmm. group? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of, but early on for me that turned into like a toxic environment because it's like it's so easy to get judgmental yes and toxic and that's all religions like, yeah super you know i also have a lot of family that are muslim and like no hate at all love them mm -hmm. and i respect their religion uh but it is it's easy to fall into that toxicity of mm -hmm. well you're not good enough or right. that's haram which means like sinful or different kind of things and I feel like as women like something that really like stands out to me is how confining religion is for specifically women um, for men in more in, in the early days of my religion uh, they were allowed to have multiple wives in Islam mm -hmm. they're allowed to have multiple mm -hmm. wives and so it's like men although they they are required to pray and like whatever uh, they have a lot more like leniency when it comes to how strict they follow the rules mm -hmm. whereas women oh you can't be out or you know we have to be protected or you know um we have to be mom we have certain responsibilities and guidelines that we have to live by we have to dress a certain way we have to be modest we can't tempt the men mm -hmm. like it's very like it's like it's so easy to turn into like such a controlling thing thing you know and so it's like where where does that have a place for us nowadays right like, as a modern woman right like where does hold and i feel like everybody struggles with that yeah. their place like what is religion where does it hold a place in my life if my partner is not religious but i am right you know it causes a lot of tension right. so i feel like it's just really relevant and so it kind of goes back historically like i um i left when i was 18 i i didn't leave the house but I graduated high school and I didn't go straight to college. What I did was I went into the medical field as an, an assistant to kind of see what I wanted to do before choosing a major because I didn't want to waste my time or money. Right. You know, like I wanted to go in and kind of have a solid idea of like who I am and what I want. So I went overseas uh, with my brother and <clears throat> we started in Egypt. So I was always super fascinated with history. Um, you know, I went to the pyramids, inside the pyramids. Uh, I went to Israel to study because, you know, I was obviously raised seminary classes, like super, super um, religion. So I, I wanted to go to the places that they talked about in the Bible. I wanted Was to feel nice? the energy. Yeah, no, I went to I'm like, wanting to go. I went to like Bethlehem, Nazareth. I went to Jerusalem. I went to the garden tomb where Jesus was like, you know what I'm saying? Like I went to the cross where Calvary. I is went it to like the, the Red River? What is it? It's like to red, the Sea of Galilee. Sea of, to the Yeah, I went to, the, yeah. to all of the, cool. I spent like two weeks in Israel and I went from the top of the country to the bottom, Palestine. Like I went to, you know, the Temple Mount. I went to Garden of Gethsemane. Like anywhere, I wanted to know. I wanted to feel it. Like, I, I have to know for myself, I went to the Dome of the Rock, which is very significant in Islam. I went to all of the churches that are like significant in Judaism. And something that I learned when I was there is I have so much respect for the Jewish faith because they respect women so much. Mm -hmm. When I was on my tour, we were going through like 
cathedrals and synagogues, and they're like, oh, the woman is holy in, in Judaism. The woman, she doesn't have to pray so often because she is divine. She is, you know, the feminine energy. A man should respect her place. She just has to bathe herself in water once a month to, be, to maintain her holiness. And I'm like, what? And if you see, I when I was there, I was, you know, put all political things aside. Every person that I met there, they felt very, like, free. Like, very, like, their energy was, like, palpable. And you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, like, you're very, like, liberated. You know? I'm like, yeah. I want that. And I'm yeah. just like, how, how do you know? And it's because they understand, like, not to take things so literally. And so I feel like these mm-hmm. days we take the Bible so literally. And we're like, it's a metaphor. Like, everything... Back in the day, like, all of the old books, if you read them, like, it's it's a metaphor on how, like, on the story that you should learn and, like, basic principles on how to live. But you also have to keep in mind that when religion was coming out of the Middle East, it's political mm-hmm. to mistranslate. So right now I'm actively studying Hebrew, and it's because there's so many mistranslations that use those words against us or they inspire fear or guilt and so it's like fear and guilt you know those are killers you know right and it's just like these days it's like I struggled with not being enough for my parents because my parents are overly religious and I'm like I'm not enough because I don't believe like they do Mm -hmm. or I'm not enough for them they're disappointed in me because I don't have that like assured faith and I'm going to do everything that this says you know it's like personal discernment is so key and I think um, religion can be a beautiful thing when you know you're in routine where you know I, I pray or I read the scriptures mm-hmm. or you know whatever it brings me peace but like I said you don't want oh you don't go to church every Sunday or you don't do this or you don't pray the right way or you don't read the right book or you know whatever mm-hmm. it's just like look at the bigger picture and don't take it so seriously like right. don't take it so serious yes. like I, I can I definitely feel like we can all relate to that in the mm-hmm. current climate like it is used as a way to instill fear to instill like you know s- civilization into believing that there should be only a single religion and that is it right mm-hmm. and so much hate so like, much hate yeah. look at how much hate between religions like it's caused so much but I do have a question. So you mentioned, you know, you were you went for two weeks straight after high school, right? Was uh, it straight after high school? It wasn't straight. It was, um, so I graduated in, like, June. Okay. And I went in, like, August. Mm. So what kind of led you to make that decision to go? Like, at what point did you begin to question your own, like, um, faith? I guess your own faith, your own um, well, ideas? Since, since I was really young. So mm-hmm. um, I wrote this in my journal one day because recently I've been doing a lot of like shadow work and trying to really mm-hmm. understand myself. Yeah. Right. Same. And so I recommend journaling <laughs> to anyone. Journaling is huge because sometimes you have an idea mm-hmm. like what you're going to write and then when you're actually writing just a million things come out and you're just like, yeah. holy right. shit. Like what like is your this? Thoughts, like, you're like, this isn't me and you're like, it actually is. It's true because that's the, key, that's the power of journaling because... Mm-hmm. It's like exactly what you're thinking, you're writing it down. Yeah. And sometimes when you like try to like speak what you're thinking, for some reason it just doesn't like Yeah, exactly. You don't communicate it the same. How often do you right? do that? Um journaling, not as often as I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I try to at least once or twice a month, at least, like minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I like to at the beginning of the month I always set my intentions. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, what's something I want to work on this month? Right. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, Hey, be impeccable with your word. Like don't gossip. Like, try not to gossip. Don't use words against yourself. Like, don't talk bad about yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. talk bad about others. You know, like, just be very Mm -hmm. conscious with the words that you say because it matters. And I feel like people these days, like, they don't know how much their words matter. Mm -hmm. And that gets us in a lot of trouble sometimes. And so, um, but when I really first started questioning my own religion was when I was eight years old. So in in my faith, at a very young age, I'm so sorry. Um, But at eight years old, we believe in in Catholicism, you get baptized when you're born, right? You get sprinkled. Um, In Mormonism, it's you're eight years old because they want you to be old enough to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Like Christians, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Well, so Christians, you make your choice. Yeah. So it's like you make the choice. Like when you know, ready. as as an as a person, I have the brain and you know the sense. Mm-hmm. Do I want this or do I not? Mm-hmm. So um, my bishop at the time that I turned eight, you know, before you have your baptism, you're supposed to have an interview where he's like, you know, why do you want to get baptized? Mm-hmm. Do you believe? Like. 
um, do you have any doubts? Usually that's how it's supposed to go. So like my whole entire, like since I was like, could talk, (laughs) like we're learning about God and we're learning why it's important and we're learning about faith and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I remember I was like gearing up for my interview. I just remember like sitting there and just being like anxious (laughs) and I'm, and I'm like, why do I feel so anxious? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what am I going to say when he asks me? if I want this or if I don't. Because my mom was like buying the ice cream, invited the whole family, mm-hmm. like had the whole dinner ready. Like, cause it was a huge thing. It was what was us. expected. It was what was expected. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, like the party's planned, the ice cream's already to bought. <laughs> and I have to do this and I'm just like, I'm kind of like the bride of the altar. I was literally going to say that. I was literally going to say you're like the, like the I'm like, what if I don't choose know. this? So I'm like, will my dad hate me? I'm just like, we have to return the ice cream? Like... <laughs> So, so, like, I'm having, like, an existential crisis at eight years old. And, like, I remember this, like, so clearly. And the bishop was actually a really good friend of my dad's. And so I, I just remember walking in there, and he was like, he knew me really well. He was like, hey, Sarah, you know, how are you? You want some candy? And I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. <laughs> and then he kind of just sat there, and I'm just, like, sitting there, like, waiting. And I'm like, okay, what's he going to ask me? If, you know, if I give him, if I tell him I'm having doubts, he's going to put me at peace, like, I'm gearing up for this, you know, like I have so much like anxiety and I'm like, I'm like ready to be asked. Mm -hmm. And, um, what's it called? He didn't ask. He's just like, Oh, you know, how are you? And I'm like, "Mm, good. Is it like he knew? He, he, you know, he's just sitting there and he's just like, are you excited for your baptism? And I'm just like, yeah, my, you know, my mom got me a pretty dress and Mm -hmm. whatever. And he's just like, well, that's good. And he's like, he's like, Oh, you know, kind of wraps it up. And so I'm just I, like, I kind of feel like that was like your beginning of the current journey. Yeah, no, for sure. Right now. Yeah. So right. he's like, so he's like, he's just like, well, kind of wraps it up. And I'm just like, does it? And I was kind of just like, yeah. Okay. Where I'm just like, oh, so that, so like he knows, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I was expecting so much more. And I remember I wrote it in my journal that that's kind of where my contempt started, where I was just like, you didn't even care enough to ask this is what I wanted mm-hmm. you just assumed mm-hmm. and I'm like and assumptions kill right and I'm just like I just felt like he didn't even care enough to ask he just like you know like it just stuck with me so hard that I was just like that I started having doubts I'm like this isn't personal this doesn't feel personal I feel like another one wow you know and yeah. so from then I was kind of just like well who made these rules Oh, you can't drink. Oh, you can't smoke. Oh, you right. can't wear like this. Oh, you can't wear a dress that's above the knee. Oh, you can't date until you're 17. Oh, wow. Oh, you can't have sex before. Obviously, you can't have sex before marriage. But, you know, you're not really supposed to date. You're not supposed to go out by yourself. Like, just very, very, like, constricting rules. And I'm like, but, like, who made these rules? You know, a lot of people say nowadays that... Um, people are not or especially the younger generation they're not Mm -hmm. as religious anymore Mm -hmm. but I feel like it stems from that it's like I I can relate to that in a lot of ways growing up because I hated going to church when I was younger Mm -hmm. but I hated it and now I understand and even as I'm hearing you speak it's like you know what I relate to that feeling of like feeling like I remember people being judged because you couldn't wear a certain thing to Mm -hmm. church and I just didn't like that vibe and Mm -hmm. that feeling so I think that made me dislike going to church yeah mm-hmm. once you're there you hear so because i did i would go into like youth groups and everything like you do enjoy hearing like something positive mm-hmm. but then you have so like, much you said, toxicity around it so and i think negative. that's what kind of made me like dislike going to church mm-hmm. and i started realizing at an older age which is maybe just a few years ago me and my husband started going and we're like okay we really enjoy it we really mm-hmm. like so you start realizing that it's not because you shouldn't go because others make you go, but mm-hmm. it's like it should come out of you. Yeah, it has to be personal choice. And I feel like that's why the generation is like that now. Like they're not as religious because they're starting. They realize that there is a lot of toxicity, and instead, I feel like churches now or religions should embrace like the new generation, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. not the old school like you can't do this you can't do that yeah and, and and people will be like well because you're never going to bring them in yeah you're, you're never going to have their attention and people are like well that's not how religion works like you shouldn't change for the people and i'm like um no yeah like, no yeah no 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 that's true right i mean yeah. i feel like people feel yeah. like that and so and so my parents i just remember like i kind of was like a little rebel i was like i'm gonna wear what i want and it's not mm-hmm. like i'm like a floozy I'm like I'm just like normal but it was just so judgmental and it was like well Sarah just thinks a different way or like 
oh, you just don't like your faith. Like, my dad would always be super critical as if it was so offensive oh, that I didn't wow. believe the way he did. Like, we would always get in fights, and I'm super historical. Like, I love history. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do the research, and, like, I want to know. And I throw facts at him, and we have, like, super long discussions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not taking your faith I'm not like saying that what you feel is invalid this is just what I perceive and feel based on my own experiences mm-hmm. so it's like everything is very personal religion should be personal it shouldn't be this is what this congregation of 350 people at the Mormon church feel mm-hmm. and this is what we are as a collective like mm-hmm. no you need to take away religion as a collective and it needs to be spiritual and personal right. and so that's what I feel like we need to embrace today is the, the personal nature and like God is so important and we have God inside of us like mm-hmm. God made us we are his children mm-hmm. and we have like that infinite potential within us and I think like when people see that they're very intimidated and as women when it's like ugh, when 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 women have that courage to accept their divinity and their possibility men get very scared oh yeah for and sure. they're very intimidated. there's a lot of intimidation there's a lot of intimidation and then they're like she's a witch yeah. <laughs> what you're like they're like, like oh, she's a bruja killer you're like oh, she knows yeah, too I've much been, i've been called a witch before. yeah me too dude like even my family they're like you got some rocks and some crystals and you're real at peace who, which de- which demons are you summoning? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. It's crazy how people think like that, right? Dude, it's so close-minded. It's because they just don't understand. I remember talking about, oh, I've been called a witch before. When the harvest moon happened, I did like a little ritual at night. And yeah. I had my husband join me. And he, well, he's not I was that after spiritual. that too. That's when I got called a witch. And I posted it on Instagram. And I got a lot of messages. Oh. <laughs> like, people joking around like, ay, bruja. Like, ay, you know bruja, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's not that. It's just like, you have no idea how awesome spirituality feels when you start to embrace it. I feel like people, like, you know, I was told before that it's like, oh, if you're spiritual, you're not religious. Like, they they think you're picking one or the other. This is why this is very important because I'm even, like, conflicted on how to kind of, like, bridge that. Yeah, bridge the two, you know? They go hand in hand. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was watching this documentary where they're talking about, like, well, uh, Christians think that astrology is of the devil, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, you're like, that too. you're like, what? I, I like, okay, feel that. Let me just like too. hold on. Let me I've just heard, yeah, let me just pull that. out this note really fast because I was like so like I'm like, where do we get mathematics? Mm-hmm. Where do we get science? Yeah. How did people navigate the world before a fucking compass mm-hmm. and Google Maps? With, like uh, they looked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people are like, you're not the only thing in this world. Like right. you have to look at. Like, I just get so triggered. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> no, my God. No, I know what you mean. Like, people's judgments are not even their own. Yeah. It's what other people have instilled in them, in, in and they don't question them. things right. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. they think that just whatever they were told and raised. That's and like, I'm saying that's all of us. That, that's all of us. That that's do all the same that's thing. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even just one specific religion. Like, right. I'm, I'm speaking about Islam, and I'm speaking about Christianity, Mormonism, mm-hmm. Catholicism, because this is what I know firsthand from experience. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just what I've learned over mm-hmm. the years and I've went to the places to seek the knowledge you know what I'm saying I'm not obviously I have so much more to learn like I would love to go back to Israel and, and just learn so much more because mm-hmm. it's like two weeks isn't even enough time mm-hmm. but like I tried to as much as I could but something that I so I'm actively studying Hebrew right now and to like things that really stood out to me is like numerology have y'all ever mm-hmm. thought about oh, numerology? Yeah. how numbers, like you know yeah. things stand out to you symbols numbers mm-hmm. So, there's 22 major arcana in the tarot. Mm-hmm. There's 22 pyramids in all of Egypt, like, total. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Mm-hmm. Each letter has a number. You can literally make mathematical equations from this language. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, like, everything is, like, connected. Everything is, like, I don't know, once you accept that spirit is eternal and, like, mm-hmm. you're already dead, then you can really start to live because it's, like, I'm not confined, right you know? Right. I'm currently in that journey. Like, I've been telling her this whole year, I've been seeing, like, 11-11 everywhere. I saw, I saw all that last year. I started noticing that. 2 one last, everywhere. Like, 2 one, two is, like, my magical number. I see mm-hmm. one 2 one, two everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So and what I read, because I used to see it all last year, is that you're on the right journey and your right path, right? Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. And I started that, well, like, early wishes. in the year. I remember I would send Paula, like, snaps, like, oh, my God, I look, I keep seeing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's when I realized, like, I was on this journey. What do they call it? Synchronicity, right? <clears throat> Synchronicity, yeah. Synchronicity. It's like, mm-hmm. if you look it up, it'll tell you, like, explain right. it. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's almost it's crazy, too, because I mentioned how um, I came back from that time abroad, and then I went to my first... Rave. Rave. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like, uh, even it's crazy because psychedelics have been used throughout mm-hmm. religious history. Mm-hmm. And Israel even accepts the fact that tons of ceremonies, like they involve like mushrooms, like Aztecs, mm-hmm. Incas, Native Americans, like they all yeah. use that stuff and they use it to connect to nature because it's hard, you know? Like right. they want to see how things. Like the grounding. Like the grounding, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's really cool. And I feel like I got to experience that. It really opened me up. And then I started even more on my journey. I'm like, I was always so interested in these things. And then I started seeing it, like, being put together. And I'm just like, wow. Like, there's a whole world out there that when you're ready to open your eyes, you can finally see it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, here recently, I've been on a serious manifestation journey to where my own manifestation scares me. (laughs) You're like, wow, I'm so powerful. I'm so powerful. But anyways, it's it's obviously, I'm still in that journey. I'm not ready to fully discuss it. But what I'm saying is, like, it's very real if you embrace it. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of start opening your mind to it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we were just talking about religion. Remember on the way to dinner? We were talking about your sister. We were talking about how, like, she doesn't really go to church. Oh, yeah. And how you told her maybe you should try non denominational Well, actually, my church is non-denominational. And we were talking about that. And, like... I, we were saying that we were Catholics, we weren't Catholics, but like when we go to church, it's like they don't make it relatable to us, mm-hmm. like, you know? So yeah. I think that's why a lot of people turn to non denominational church. It's not because you don't want to be Catholic, just because you can't relate to it. You can't relate. Yeah. And like, then saying things in Latin and then just it just not being relevant to you, you're like, right. Yeah. And then we were talking about, like, well, maybe there, if there was a church that we would find a good one that they would ever explain it, then maybe we wouldn't have to. And I think religion is great. I do agree with the uh, with what the theories are as far as like the younger generation not being close to God because they don't believe it because of course they don't want to be constricted to a certain idealism of re- of what religion is mm-hmm. right but I feel like the more and this is for all religions right if mm-hmm. they embrace the current like generation you know like life, our current life, ideas yeah. Then you will bring more people in, right? Into that positivity. I feel like Catholic yeah. lacks on that, mm-hmm. like hardcore, feel, yeah, hardcore. Like I was born, like how Paula said, I was born and raised Catholic, and for us, it was like every Sunday we went to Catholic school, yeah. and then to mass. It wasn't even like a question. Yeah, it was we required. Already, we already knew that every Sunday we would wake up, eat breakfast, and then that was our routine. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't wake up and be like, "Are we going to church today?" Like, no. Facts. It was. <laughs> we are going to you church. Better, you know what? And, and that is not a ask. terrible thing. Like, I feel like that's good that your parents instill that in you because yeah. at least you grew up with, with some knowledge of it. Yeah. And at some point, like she did, you know, you started to question things, and that's yeah, that's completely normal. Yeah, and I even feel. to this day, like I still consider myself Catholic. I don't necessarily go to Catholic. Church. Mass, yeah. Um, I only go. My parents passed away, so we do on their death anniversary. We do a mass, special mass for them, and we go to that every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, good when there's tradition, when it's grounded yeah, in tradition. Right. Yeah, and we're right. not ever going to stop that, you know, yeah, right. because that's what we were raised. Um, but I do feel like I learn more when I go to I go to life church, mm-hmm. or I have been going because it's a lot more like it's like songs, right? Like it's like music, and it's like yeah. the preacher, the, is like the talking, power in the music, yeah, the, power the, and the word, and I think it, it depends. They, also they make on you more relatable. Yeah, that's what yeah. But like how she said, like if I was to find a Catholic church that I actually go in, and I'm just like amazed about mm-hmm. with the service how like, relatable I, it is for you yeah so mm-hmm. i will stay but i haven't that was felt that's that, yeah. i haven't felt that so it was funny when i was in um so i've been to rome a few times and i got the chance to go to midnight mass with the pope mm-hmm. and so i love pope francis i think mm-hmm. he's like such a great like humanitarian he's south american as well so you know he spe- yeah like he speaks you know spanish latin english mm-hmm. german you know he's very well-rounded he's a very good person so when i was sitting there in the crowd i just remember they were singing come all ye faithful at the vatican and it was like nighttime and it was christmas oh, i love that song and so it was much. cold and i just remember i was like oh my god like it was so powerful i'm like look at these thousands and thousands of people that are here standing mm-hmm. in the cold singing and hearing 
these words of this man, you know, and we're in a very beautiful place. And I'm like, this is so touching. It brings you to tears, right? Yeah, no, it brings you to tears. And then again, when I went back, um, I think a summer or two ago, I saw him again. And it was just for, um, it was just for like a, like a Sunday mass Mm -hmm. where he just came out on the balcony and like he, he said his, uh, his, uh, speech or whatever. But he said it in three different languages, but I remember he was talking about, he said, pray for my people in South America. And he said, pray for them <clears throat> that they may be saved, that they can have health, that they can just, and I just remember I was just like, wow, like, you know, I was just like, this man is like so thoughtful and nice. Like he's saying it in all these different languages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even if he's the head of some church that's done a bunch of bad things and he's just trying to do the best with what he can with what he has you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like right now like he can't make up for the past history or the past evils but he can try to make this world a better place mm-hmm. and i always can respect someone no matter what their belief is if they try to spread positivity mm-hmm. and they're trying to be a better person be a better person and help other people be better like where's the wrong in that mm-hmm. right there's no wrong in that you know yeah like i've had a lot of people tell me like because I don't go to church every Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I go once in a while, like whenever there's like, algo importante. Yeah, yeah, something important, yeah. right? And there, I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm not religious because I don't go to church often. Mm-mm. And that's I'm not like, true. that's not true. That's not true at all. Like because you don't see me going to church or because you don't see me praying is like, no. Like, yeah, that's not true. I don't necessarily I hate, believe a lot in that. Do I, I've always that. felt yeah. like, and it kind of stems from being like having those confusing feelings when you're younger, when mm-hmm. you were forced to go to church or whatever. To where, when I was younger, I always start questioning, well, am I a bad person because I don't like coming to church? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no, but, you give a lot of doubt and guilt. Exactly. So um, as you grow up, you realize that as long as you know your heart and you know what you believe in, it doesn't matter what other people around you feel mm-hmm. that you should do and shouldn't do. It takes know? so many people so long to get there. Yeah. So long. A lot, a it lot does. of people it took never a even get there mm-hmm. because like they're just like... Like he knows my intentions. He knows my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Intentions are literally everything. Right. Like my cousin, she um, she's Muslim and she prays and she does this. She's like, you know, we, you know, she's like, you know, we, we do some things that aren't necessarily like on the list of like, that's okay to do. Mm-hmm. But I know God knows my intentions, and right. I know that He right. tried. That I I know that He knows that I try to be a good person, mm-hmm. and that I'm actively just trying to live my life colorfully and and that is having strong faith. Exactly, strong faith. that's yeah. strong faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if if I am a daughter of God mm-hmm. and I am His creation, then He understands. Right. And exactly. that's point blank period. I mm-hmm. always say that all the time. Like, you can be religious, but then if you're a bad person, he sees that. Yeah. Like, he like, sees your intentions. He sees everything. He sees your ugly yeah. heart. Ugly <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. heart. Yeah. Like, and, but if you're a good person and you don't you don't call yourself religious, you know, he sees that too. He says he sees good intentions and he sees your heart. So I feel like he prefers realness and good over like hypocrisy. Authenticity. Right. Yeah. yeah. Authenticity. Hypocrisy yeah. is just like the killer. So it's like you could say you're so religious. And you can do everything. Like, you can show up to church. Like, I would... It's like you want to show the people that you are, but that's not where your heart is at. Like a mask. And all that matters is where your heart is at. Yeah. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. My so One thing that I, I told my dad, I remember I cried to my dad about this one time because he, w- he was just like, well, you're just going to convert to this or you're just going to do that. And he's like, Sarah always covers her bases because I'll go to the Jewish church, I'll go to the Catholic <laughs> church, I'll go to the Russian Orthodox church. Like, wherever I am, I'll go because I want to... I want to respect you enough to care enough to learn so that I can relate to you on some level or understand, you know? And so I remember I was so hurt because um, in our faith, we're supposed to go on missions, Mm. like missions, like Mm. two years of your life. I always wanted to do that. Two years of your life, they send you anywhere in the world and you don't talk to your friends. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk to your family once a week, you write them letters, you write them emails. You can't have a girlfriend. You know, you're very, you can't watch TV. Mm -hmm. You're very like, you're living a very religious life Mm -hmm. in another country usually. So I had a friend that he went to Romania Mm -hmm. for two years, Mm -hmm. right after you graduate high school. So you don't go straight to college. Um, You're required. It says that God requires this of you. As a man, it is required. As a woman, it is optional. Mm -hmm. So a woman does a year and a half, men do two years. and I remember my friend went, and something had prompted me. We weren't really close at the time, but something prompted me, like, probably 13 months into his mission. I, like, wrote him, and I was like, hey, like, 
uh, I know we haven't talked in a few years, but something really prompted me that I, I needed to reach out to you and see how you were. Like, how are, how are things? Like, I asked his, I Facebook messaged his mom mm. for his email. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, I really need to talk to your son. Like, <laughs> can I have his email? Like, yeah. I know you don't know me, but. Yeah. So she gave it to me, and then, and like, he literally, like, broke down, and he was like, I'm having such a hard time. Wow. Because I came here because I wanted to make my parents proud. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and I haven't converted anyone. And people are slamming doors in my face. Because you walk everywhere. You're oh, walking. Wow. You don't have a car. You're biking everywhere. Like, you you know, you live off, like, not a lot of money a month. Simplicity. It's a very simple, pious life. Like, so is that what the mission was forced? That's to, what the mission forced to, Well, not forced you to do. You choose it. But oh, wow. it's like missionaries go out there to teach people about God. Mm-hmm. You know, to spread the word everywhere. I've had people go to Russia. My cousin just came back from Poland. Uh, he went to Romania. People go to Madagascar. Like, everywhere in the whole world. My dad, mm-hmm. he went to Spain for two years. My sister went to Seattle for two years. Wow. Um, so it's super important. Like, Did every- parents get mad at you if sex you didn't go? Yeah, so I'm kind of building up to that because my sister, she went because none of my brothers went. So it's, oh, it's required of men, but it's optional for women. Mm-hmm. So my older brother, very early on, he said, I'm not doing this. I don't believe this. This isn't for me. Whatever. He's kind of the disappointment, the black sheep of oh, the family. Wow. Mm-hmm. The oldest one? The oldest one, my brother yeah. Justin. And then my sister, she was a little bit goody two-shoe where she just believed everything my parents said and mm-hmm. did everything that they wanted her to do. Um, she the one I just had the baby? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she got married in the temple and everything. And, and my younger brother and I were kind of the rebels. So we're like, mm, that's not for me. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, eh, no. <laughs> but I remember my brother, he was just like, all my cousins, they mm-hmm. went on missions. And so all my aunts and uncles were like, oh, all my kids Talk are return missionaries. <laughs> and all my kids are married in the temple. And they have kids. And, um. you know, it's just like, <sighs> You know, yeah, like the and my mom, my mom would tell my brother, "Well, we're gonna plan your mission farewell party, and you better save up for your mission because you have to pay to go on a mission, right? Oh, so it's wow. like it's like two thousand dollars a year. So like totally, your mission costs like four thousand dollars out of your own pocket. Wow. So she's like, "Oh, you're gonna save up for your mission, or this or that or this." And my brother would always just be like, "Yeah." You know, like not to like crush my mom's dreams yeah. in the moment because but he, knew he was never yeah gonna. he knew he was never gonna go, and I knew, and I, even me, like, I thought about it like, man. I feel so bad because my parents don't have one return missionary in their family and they're such faithful people mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying I feel bad that people talk shit about them because none of their kids were uh, good enough good or, enough or they stuck to the faith and I'm like it's it, it makes me feel horrible my brother even said he's like it it's awful that I feel so guilty and that I almost feel like I want to go just so that my parents don't look like failures right. in the church. Mm-hmm. Just so that my parents don't, don't look like failures in the church and yeah. to our family. Mm-hmm. How, sad. how sad is that? that? Is sad. I remember I like literally started to cry and that I was just sad. like the fact that we know so well the environment that you're in. Like people will ask like, oh, your, your kids didn't go on missions? Mm-hmm. Your kids didn't? Oh, my son's a return missionary. Oh, on my mission, I went here. On my mission, I went there. And I'm just like... It's sad how, like, a lot of the kids, like, a lot of people like that. They do a lot of stuff for their parents because they don't want to upset, disappoint them on their religion. On their religion. Like, and for oh my God. Because that's something that they want to do. And yeah. S- and so yeah, my friend, sad. going back to my friend who, who went to Romania, I remember I was, like, sitting in his, like, he had come home finally after two years. He comes home. And, like, his, pretty much his whole mission, he was kind of struggling where he was just, mm-hmm. like... You know, I would email him, and, and he was just kind of, like, not in a good place. And when he finally came home, he was like, oh, please come to my talk, where I, you know, like, I, he talks in the church about how his mission was. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, sitting, like, second row, and like, his family's right there. And he gets up, and he's like, yeah, I'm talking about my mission. And he's like, you know, when I left, I didn't really have a testimony. I kind of just went because my parents wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. He says that in oh. front of the church, and the bishop's like... I'm like uncomfortable. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like looking because I'm like looking at him. He's at the pulpit, and I'm like, and he's just like, I didn't really have a testimony. I just went because my parents wanted me to go, and I'm like, and the bishop's like, and he's <laughs> like, he's like now, he's like now after like two years, he's like my testimony is definitely better. I was like, better? I was like, what do you mean? I was just like, what? So like, it, it, just very stark contrast from like. The, the talks that I've heard where they're like, oh, this was a life-changing thing, mm-hmm. and, like, I touched so many people's lives. Right. But how can you teach someone and convert someone something you don't even believe? Right. People feel that. People yeah. can feel your authenticity. People, 
can't be moved and inspired by something that you're not moved exactly. and inspired by. That's right. just impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was just like, oh my God. It's like, like you're asking for something that you don't even do yourself. So yeah, so like, I just like, you know, he said a lot more things, but basically he was just like, I feel like a failure because like I didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And I only really did it to please my parents. So and I'm like, how much satisfaction do your parents really get right. seeing you do something for them and not having any type of like getting something out of it or beneficial for you like right. obviously i'm like you think that you struggling for two years in like a like that's a enough, no. soviet country <laughs> like an ex-soviet country like that that's gonna make them like so proud of you i'm like obviously like I, I commend him for his effort but it just made me so sad and then the fact that my brother said that i'm like <laughs> not only that but imagine his trauma like or his his like I wouldn't say anger because obviously I don't know him, but like his trauma against his family. Mm-hmm. Like I wasted two years of my life because in his mind he really did it. Resentment. I was looking for the word resentment against his family of like, in a sense, wasting two years of his life because he really didn't even believe. Yeah, and he, he didn't convert anyone. Uh, and exactly. I remember he was like, I was like, dude, when I went back, I took my dad back to Spain for his, my parents' twenty fifth wedding anniversary because he always talked about it, and I was like, I want to go to the place that you taught people and that you felt like changed your life and touched you. So when we went to Madrid, he took me to the church that he taught at. I met women. I met like an eighty five year old woman that he had converted that like was so in love with him and my mom, like mm-hmm. that like just so much joy and gratefulness. And my dad's like, my dad converted like tons of people like over a hundred and he doesn't like brag about the numbers but he just says it like that it was just such an impactful time because he believed you know and i'm just Mm -hmm. like i feel like you get more people whenever you in it when you're in it yeah authenticity Authenticity. and my my dad i I always tell him like you're such a unicorn because you actually genuinely care about people and like i he inspires me in that way and i'm like you're so helpful to people you know like i just i just want to channel that energy Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to work on him being a little bit more open-minded to other things mm-hmm. because he's a little bit stuck in his little, he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a professional and I'm like, okay, Dwayne, I, I know I'm only yeah. 23, mm-hmm. but, and so we're kind of just working through that. But I thought that my parents wouldn't love me because I didn't believe what they believed. Mm. And then it took me like going on my journey and them seeing how much happier I am as a person, mm-hmm. like on the outside, physically, mm-hmm. on the inside, and I feel like just the energy that I emit, they understand now that it's not that important. That mm-hmm. they can, that I know, and I know that they can love me regardless. Like it doesn't change you as a person. Exactly. Like, and sometimes know. I feel like I was always so scared, like, oh, well, they're not gonna love me, or like they're not gonna accept me. And I'm like, dude, at the end of the day, like, our parents are our parents, and we're their children, and like we need to stop being so scared and just be who we are. <laughs> right. And exactly. That's, and yeah. that's and that's where religion and spirituality is. Like, be yourself and do what's best for you. And if your family sees you thriving and happy, like how could they argue with that? Right. Mm-hmm. Just show them the progress, right. and that will change their minds. Right. Yeah. I, I strongly believe, and that's with everything in life. Like, be the example. Be the example. Be the energy. Yeah, and they say, and they they say you'll change somebody's they say, life. They you know? say in the Bible too, um, be the light on the hill. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just such a good. That's one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Is be thou an example, like the mm-hmm. light on the hill. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. That's what they say. Always surround yourself with good vibes. That's resonated like a lot with me too recently. Like it's like so you start questioning everything, right? As you're going through this journey, it's like okay, I want to be. I need to inspire. I need to be the person I want to inspire. Inspire okay. others to be. So you know? so I. I I can really tie back to my life to a certain time. When I went to Amsterdam with my family, right. uh, we went to a festival where we saw like Armin, Armin's Aesop. And I met these two people that I swear to you, like their energy was just so impactful and mm-hmm. like powerful. Like I, I could cry just thinking about it like right now that I'm just like, they are such developed people. And even mm-hmm. as I've gotten mm-hmm. to know them, like over the time since I met them, I'm like in awe. And I'm almost like, I can't tell them that. Like, hey, like you're a huge yeah. inspiration. Like that's kind of yeah. creepy. Like I've never mentioned that to mm-hmm. them. Right. But I'm like, even just casually following them like through social media and just like, I don't even have to know. Like, I'm like, I feel like I just know you're such a good person because I felt it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I could emit that type of energy, like that's all I want. Right. And I'm like, it took me meeting them to really like get myself in gear and be like, dude, that's, I want to be like, that. I want to be like them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I like, I can literally say it. I can literally say it. It was just such a strong feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. And every time I've like 
ever interacted with them, I've always walked away feeling that. And I'm just like, if I could be that to feeling somebody. Feeling empowered. Yeah, feeling empowered. I'm like, if I could be that to someone, like, that's all I want in life. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, I met them maybe like two, three hours. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I yeah. was just around them. But it's like, you could feel real. And I'm like. And I think society in general, um, you know, they basically, I feel like, especially in this country, right? Everything is so capitalistic and like the idea of success is materialistic mm-hmm. it's but i think as you people. age as you age and you're open-minded i'm starting to realize what is the point of, of getting to that financial goal if you don't have anything else mm-hmm. you know what i mean you don't need and bring people with you you don't have relationships with you you you're you're not happy because yeah. you never actually fully discovered like who you are mm-hmm. as a person you know mm-hmm. what i mean your self-awareness and I think that's where joy comes from. I was literally talking to my husband about this yesterday. It's like, so I want us to be at that point in life, but I want to know that there's so many people that you impacted along the way. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my things that I always say or tell myself, like, I want to be the person who I needed mm-hmm. when I was younger. Oh, that's yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I always say that myself. Yeah. Like, so that's my whole, like, goal in life. Like, be so there you, for people. For people. That, that I needed mm-hmm. when yeah. I was younger. And so I feel you like can you give off that energy. Right. Through what you went through, right. do it sooner. Right. Like, yeah. hey, I wasn't aware of this before, right. but I am now, so I can teach that to you now. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. I always feel like I've gotten that energy from you, Paula. Like, from the first day that I met you, you always give off that vibe. And it's always like, whenever we're talking, it's you're always like trying to hand off some experience because you're mm-hmm. like, it's almost like, I don't want you to go through this. Like, right. I'm just tell you. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, because I'm, you know, a little bit wiser in this area or, like, I went through this. And it's, like, yeah. I love that you're always trying to have a takeaway and, like, yeah. giving people a takeaway. Right. Because that's super, super important. Like, we're supposed to learn from each other. Yeah. We're not supposed to, like, yeah. learn how the world works and then just keep it all to ourselves. You're not supposed like, to know everything. You're not yeah. supposed to know everything. It's, like, you're supposed to learn from the people around you and you're not supposed to be pessimistic like you're supposed to want to help people like yes like you know when we talked even when we talk professionally you're mm-hmm. always trying to make connections you're right. always trying to help people you're always right. trying to expand your own horizons and right. you're a hustler mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's like i feel like we always kind of got along because i'm like oh you're latina yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know if that's like the latina energy <laughs> i was like but i know i'm a little bit crazy but i'm like yeah. i feel like we have that same like ambition and drive right. and like we take care of the people around us mm-hmm. and i feel like so to that, I want to say something because it's something we talk about often. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many people, and you see it on social media, like who who like to live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Like they say, oh, I don't like people. I'm not a people person. It's like, I feel like there's always something wrong with them internally mm-hmm. yeah. for them to even say that. Say because that, that is sad. the beauty of life. People and perspectives. People. And I want to meet as many people as I can and hear as many perspectives like as possible. My favorite thing to do you is lis- uh, listening to old people talk. Mm-hmm. Especially old men. Mm-hmm. I learned so much. Like, my ears are, like, open whenever they're talking. Like, that's my favorite <laughs> wisdom, thing. Right? Wisdom. Wisdom. So much wisdom. Experience, yeah. Yes. It's, like, also, it's, like, don't make assumptions. You don't know everything. Exactly. Oh, and the yeah. world, I, always, I write this in my journal all the time. I'm, mm-hmm. like, the world does not revolve around you. Mm-hmm. You oh, are the oh, center. Yeah. And it, I think it's, like, so important. Like, you're the center of your own universe. Right. But you're not the center of the, the universe, yeah. right. you know? And if you think about it, like, everybody is their own star of their mm-hmm. own movie. Mm-hmm. You think you take things a lot less personally. You're like, hey, I'm just a background character in this person's life, and that's okay because they're just a background character in my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I realize, like, you put yourself in your own place. Like, mm-hmm. you, they don't put you in their place, but you put yourself in your own place, and you're like, you realize what you are to people. Mm-hmm. Then you start taking things a lot less personally. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that a lot. Because I feel like in my life, I've always been like, um, I have a lot of like self-importance, mm-hmm. but I also don't feel like that's a negative thing. I was talking, again, we were having a deep conversation apparently last night. I think night. there's a line. But sure. it's like, okay, it's the realization of like, okay, I feel like, you know, I can feel that because that creates confidence. That creates like who, who I am as a person. That's something I can't change. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that in certain situations you're not mm-hmm, you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it's for the better of that person yeah you can still feel it but it, it's like in certain situations you, you can't be you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah you just have to feel it out right so I have a question going back um to the mission trip did your sister you say your sister ended up going she did so um she went for a few months but so they do these MTC things mm-hmm. so in in Utah where a lot of uh 
Mormons live. Oh, uh, okay. We have a missionary training center where they go to learn whatever language they're going to... So it's like, oh, hey, you're going to get sent to Germany. So go to the MTC. You're going to learn German for two months. You're going to learn like how to teach people, how to interact with people. Um, and then you're going to go to the country that you've been sent to. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's kind of like, so hey, we're going to... Yeah, training. <laughs> you're gonna, we're going to gear you up. We're going to get you ready. So it's not like we're just throwing you out there. Yeah. Um, so my sister was one of the first people to go to the new training center in Mexico City. Oh, wow. So she went to the MTC in Mexico City. Of, there are a lot of Mormons live in Mexico City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, do you know about Chihuahua? There's like the family. Settlement. Yeah, there's the Mormon settlements. Yeah. There's tons of Chihuahua. There's tons of Mormons yeah, in Chihuahua. Yeah, have you heard? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh... He ran for president. Um, Mexico president? No, no, English president. Oh, I mean, uh, U.S. U.S. What was it? Mitt Romney is from the U.S. from is from the colonies in Chihuahua. Oh wow! Oh really? Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah his family cool. lived there. So there's a lot of Mormon colonies because they had to escape persecution in the United mm-hmm. States. So they went to other places. They have a lot of kids, right? Mormon people mm-hmm. have a lot of kids. Yeah, they have family. a lot of kids. Yeah, I thought you guys. Yeah. I was trying to yeah. explain it to her. Yeah, I had never yeah. heard of it before. And they live, they all live close by together, right? Yeah, like a village. Like a village. Right? Yeah, yeah, like a village. Mm-hmm. So any of your siblings? So, so so she went to the Mexico City Training Center and she got a parasite from drinking the water. Oh, wow. So she only went to Seattle where she was like stationed for like a month or two, but she was so sick that she had to come back. And then she had complications. She got. She ended up getting like gastrointestinitis for like three years. Wow. So she was hospitalized in and out after that because she got such a bad parasite. And so she didn't complete the mission. So she wasn't a return missionary. Oh, she just started and then came home. Like almost like, oh, you went to college <laughs> and then you came back. So you didn't really go to college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's shitty too because my uncle, like he said a few, like I got so upset at my uncle. He's like, well, your sister came home. And I'm like, she didn't have a choice. I was like, yeah, bro, because she was ill. I was like, uh, like (laughs) just like such ugly little comments, like, oh, my daughter is a return missionary. Your sister didn't even finish. And I was like, you're an asshole. (laughs) First of all, and I'm just like, and there's uh, people like you are the reason. Yeah, like like, people don't. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna walk away from this. But yeah, so um, my other siblings, they didn't end up going on missions. I. I thought about it because I feel like I could, but it's not something that I firmly believe in everything. Like, I, of course, I believe that there is certain truths, and I feel like all religions contain a certain amount of truth, mm-hmm. but I do things my way, and, and I have certain beliefs that don't exactly flow with that, so... Mm-hmm. It's whatever yeah. resonates with your it's soul. It's whatever resonates with your soul, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. That's cool. Wow. I feel, at least for me, I've enjoyed just listening to you because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I relate to a lot of what you went through. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to like put it into words or mm-hmm. thoughts. You know what I mean? It's just like these conflicting like feelings that you feel growing up. Just like I mentioned, when you're younger, I did feel guilty because I hated going to church. So it made you question like, mm-hmm. well, am I a Your person? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's like everybody has a different experience in life nobody is the same right yeah so your experiences are also is what creates your individuality and what your beliefs will be right but i think we can all be different and have like and have different beliefs but just think you know offer like the greater good the positivity we're the same we're of the same essence yeah we're all humans we're all human we're all Mm -hmm. the same essence and said we're all so different so mm-hmm. the way we do things is different the way i make a sandwich isn't the way you make a sandwich it's right way, everything so yeah. the way i pray isn't gonna be the way you pray and what how i'm comfortable isn't how you're comfortable and that's okay if you're different because mm-hmm. a lot of people have that uh, misconception like oh you weren't you weren't this or you were raised wrong mm-hmm. or you weren't this or you were raised wrong so i have a question what about astrology what are your beliefs towards astrology or how do you kind of like um combine or bridge the two between so so astrology and religion literally go hand in hand so mm-hmm. i think that the bible uh is a metaphor and it describes so in early mm-hmm. in the bible it talks about how god created orion and the constellations mm-hmm. right so there's 12 constellations the zodiacs mm-hmm. you know there's 12 months there's 12 numbers on a clock mm-hmm. and uh you know everything kind of goes together and so it's like the God rules the heaven and the earth. Mm-hmm. So it's like the earth moves into constellations, right? So it's like we talk about how like relatively like the moon and the lunar cycles, how we follow that. In Islam, they do follow the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. Egyptians used to worship the sun. Islam worships the moon. 
So if you go down to the very root of it all, it's kind of like in the Bible, it teaches us how to live as humans, mm-hmm. how to like good and evil. It's a tool. Um, balance. But it's it's pretty much like a, a metaphor. It's a, it's a story. They say that the Bible is the greatest story ever told. And it's to tell us our place in this world and in this universe. Mm-hmm. We live on this planet. There's 12 constellations. Our Earth moves in different constellations. Based on our distance from the sun and the Earth, like... And the moon, our bodies are affected, like we're made of water. So look at how the moon affects the ocean, mm-hmm. the moon affects us. Just like they say, you're an Aries, so this is why you have these certain personalities, because right. this, the where we were located at the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I do believe that there's a God. God created that. But exactly. I think it's like, people are like, astrology's evil. We're like, no, bro. <laughs> That's how you get Astrology math. is part math. of Inside, it just Christianity, part of like whatever it is that you believe. The, it, okay, right. so the pyramids... Of Giza, they map Orion. Uh, when I went to Stonehenge, Stonehenge maps the uh, winter solstice, right? When you go to the Four Corners in uh, New Mexico, it okay. maps the summer solstice. So all of these monuments that are super, super important in our history mm-hmm. are mapping constellations, our place, our place in this world, right. um, where we're at, co- tracking time. Mm-hmm. So it's like. The Bible is a blueprint for our life, literally, and how in the and how what our place is in this whole universe. That's just my opinion. I do think that like spirit and God is everywhere, and so everything is alive on a molecular level, like everything. And so you just gotta flow. Life is forever. Mm-hmm. That's true because um, I mean, obviously we're spiritual. We talk about like our zodiacs often and everything, but I think because I'm just kind of like it's like I've always known I'm a Scorpio and I always know I have Scorpio traits. I've said this multiple times. But, like, I am a true believer that, like, there's a nature given to you upon birth. You know, like, certain characteristics, mm-hmm. who you are as a person, and your other part of you is, like, how you're nurtured in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it's, like, kind of, like, That's discovering that part, that self-awareness part of yourself. They say that um, before there was anything, people used to map the world mm-hmm. with the stars. Or they used to... They used to to lead their lives based on the stars Mm -hmm. and they say now like your astrological chart is so important they're like you should lead your life based on your stars like Mm -hmm. it kind of helps you understand understand yourself yourself. exactly there's so many people that don't believe in it though it's crazy i 100 percent believe in it (laughs) it's in the bible it's in the bible (laughs) exactly it it talks about the constellations it talks about orion it talks about how abraham looked at the the planets and the stars and Mm -hmm. everything it's a lot of self-reflection too because you start realizing now I I know why I felt this way when I was this age. You know, I didn't understand it, but now I know. Like, that's who I am, and I need mm-hmm. to... You need to get in touch with yourself mm-hmm. as a person based on your... What you were given at birth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always like my... I'm going to close with this statement yeah. because this is, like, what I like to live by. Right. It's like, haz lo que puede con lo que tiene. Like, do yeah. what you can with what you got. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And feel it out. Learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. And... That's like all you can do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. a good one. Well, thank you. This was thank interesting. You, this was fun. <laughs> thank Learned you, a lot. guys. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that I, for, because at least it did for me, like this topic is very important because there are so many, especially with social media, there's so many people that are like more open to like astrology and spirituality, but they don't know how to correlate or how to bridge like the two between what they grew up knowing Religious and learning sense. and what they know now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I always say, try it out. So, right. you know, yeah. uh, get curious, go to a metaphysical store. If it feels right for you, buy it. Exactly. <laughs> if yeah. you're curious about it, read a book about it. Right. If, uh, pray about it. <laughs> yeah. The key is, like, be open to be it. Be open right. to it. Yeah. Once your mind is just open, exactly. things will start flowing. Oh, and my God, yes. Things will start coming to you, and you're like, you know what? I think this is right. Yeah, it feels right. It feels mm-hmm. right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're opening your energy to it. Mm-hmm. So you're allowing it to enter your mind and your, you know, yeah. your soul. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time.